Oh, man, you guys sound good. All right, let's rock and roll. We are in part four of a series called uh, The Second Ark. And so uh, the first ark was the ark that Noah built, and he uh, put animals inside of that ark. And he put his family in that ark, and God said, take care of these animals. Take care of your family. And then there was a second ark that was built that looked very similar to that. And God said, put the Ten Commandments in there and take care of them. And if you take care of my Ten Commandments, I will make you my treasure. I'll make you my treasure. So I want you to like what I like, and I want you to hate what I hate. I want you to like what I like, hate what I hate. And so everybody was good with that. The Ten Commandments were in here. Everybody is following these commandments. They are liking what God likes. They are hating what he hates. The things that he likes, he did. They did. The people that he didn't like, the things that he didn't like, they didn't do. Moses passes away. Several generations go by. A priest by the name of Eli ends up taking the spiritual lead for all these people. And something began to unfold and all of a sudden, the entire nation began to turn from God. They started turning from God by saying, look, if you don't like it, I'm sorry you don't like it, but I kind of do. So it's going to stay a part of my life. And if you love it, that's good. But if you don't love it, that's just the way it goes. And God just kept on saying over and over, follow my decrees, follow my decrees. In Revelations chapter 2, verse 21, it says that God gives people a space and a time for grace. In other words, God looked down and he saw these people and he's saying, I can see that you could care less about me. I can see that you don't care about what I care about. I'm going to give you some time. I'm going to keep pulling on your heart. I'm going to keep crossing your mind. I'm going to keep pulling on your heart. Has anyone here ever tried to skip church for a really, 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 really long time? And then you're like, I miss bald-headed preachers. <laughs> you try to skip church for a long time, and then you just kind of find yourself inside your house going, yes! And you're like, that would have sounded better if there would have been a lot of people that would have said it with me like they do at Celebration. Have you ever decided to sing in your car and you say to yourself, I'm a really like I'm gonna I'm gonna concentrate. I bet you I can sing good. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and concentrate. Or you're in the shower and you're like, I've always thought that I can't sing, but I bet you I can. I'm gonna go ahead and concentrate. Raise your hand if you've ever done that. And you're like, okay, I'm gonna concentrate and you concentrate and you sing and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, that didn't sound so good. It sounds so good. And so there's this, there was this tugging, this pulling, come back to church, this pulling, this drawing, it constantly coming back to the mind, it kept pushing them away, pulling them back, pushing them away. God's pulling their hearts, pulling their hearts, pulling their hearts. Finally, the season of grace was over. If you ever look across and you see somebody that used to live for God, they don't live for God anymore. And you look at him and you go, well, it seems like it's working out just fine for them. I want you to be very careful because the story isn't finished yet. They are in a time of space of grace. And when God says, okay, 
the grace period is over. It's time for judgment. Some people will experience that here on earth. Their whole life will start unraveling at rapid speed. Or the judgment will take place in heaven. And sometimes it takes place on both sides. But the children of Israel, they were ignoring the presence of God. They could care less about the presence of God. And so God said, all right, the season of grace is up. Here comes judgment. And so the Philistines, the enemy, they came in and just beat them to a pulp. 30,000 people lost their lives. Boom. They came running up. A survivor came running up to Eli. <laughs> Eli said, what's going on? It's not good. We're dying out there. What's, tell me about it. They took the ark. And both of your sons have been killed. Eli falls over backwards, breaks his neck, and dies. And all of a sudden, the entire nation begins to unravel because there was no more presence of God among them. See, the wonderful thing about the presence of God now is it doesn't just rest above an ark between the mercy seat. This area is called the mercy seat. Now, the presence of God is right inside of you. It's right inside of you. Come on. Right inside of you. Now, I want you to participate with me because this is, is going to be an illustration, okay? Uh, I, want you to, I want you to say these words. The Holy Spirit is my best friend. And when you say it, I want you to say, best friend. But I want you to be like, the Holy Spirit is my best friend. I want you to say, the Holy Spirit is my best friend. And I want you to like, best friend, all right? All right, let's just practice the word best. One, two, three. Best. Oh, that sounded good. That was good. <laughs> let's do it one more time. One, two, three. Best. All right, so we're going to say the Holy Spirit is my best friend, all right? Best friend. We're going to feel it. All right, one, two, three. All right, that was my fault. Because <laughs> some of you are like, best friend. You went right to best. You went right to best. So we're going to say the Holy Spirit is my best friend. All right? I'm going to say it with you. One, two, three. The Holy Spirit is my best friend. Say it again. One, two, three. The Holy Spirit is my best friend. All right, now without me. One, two, three. The Holy Spirit is my best friend. One, two, three. One more time. Now watch this. How many of you, by the raising of your hand, you can kind of feel something on the inside of you feels good? Raise your hand if you felt that. Come on, raise your hand if you felt that. Participate with me. Raise your hand if you felt that. You know why you felt that? Because the Holy Spirit was on the inside of you and he was like, yes, I am. You know how I found that out? I didn't realize that was happening when I was putting my notes together. This whole part didn't fit and then it, it wasn't even on the radar. No surprise there. But I was saying it with the first service. The Holy Spirit is my best friend and I felt it. I was like, I bet you they felt that too. So I asked everyone, I said, did you feel that? And they were like, yes. 
So the second service, I was like, all right, the Holy Spirit is my best. And they said, did you feel that? And so I'm like, the Holy Spirit is confirming it. Let's say it again on three. One, two, three. Feel that? that I, that's not me. That's not me reaching inside of your heart going, dun, 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 dun. that's not me. The reason why you feel that is when you say the Holy Spirit is my best friend, the Holy Spirit is on the inside of you going, yes, I am. Yes, I am. He's not above an ark anymore. He's right inside of here. And the whole purpose of this message is to say, protect it. Protect. Protect it, protect it, protect it. I got three points for you. Number one, the Holy Spirit is powerful, but it must be protected. Sometimes when I'm doing a wedding, the husband-to-be and the wife-to-be is standing there, and they're not even listening to me. They're like, (laughs) you know what's been really weird? The last half dozen weddings I've done, the guy has been the one bawling. And the girl's like... I'm looking at the guy, and he's like, I'm like, man, what is going on, man? These millennials are tripping me out. <laughs> they don't like to work, and they cry. <laughs> they didn't need all that, right? Okay. But what I say in the weddings a lot of times is I say, this union right here is strong, but it's very sensitive. Let me tell you about the Holy Spirit. He's in you. You felt him pop up. You felt him come alive on the inside of you. He is powerful. Jesus used the power of the Holy Spirit to pull mountains out of the ground, to breathe life into you. He exhaled and you (gasps) inhaled. He started that heartbeat. Boom, 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 boom. He is powerful, but he's very sensitive. In Ephesians 4.29, it says that he'll teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. But you have to protect him. And how do you protect him? You protect him because in the same way you felt the Holy Spirit pop up inside of you, you will feel him tighten up inside of you. When you look at something or you say something or you think like this, I'm not saying sorry. I'm not the one who did anything wrong. You're the one who needs to say sorry. You will feel him. And it's annoying. I agree. I agree. I agree. There are times where I'm supposed to apologize and I'm like, you saw the whole thing. You saw the whole thing. You know I am 100% right. You saw the whole thing. I had one husband with the courage say amen. Now they've, they, they've only been married a short time. All the rest of the husbands been married a little while. They know better. They just, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. He said it. I didn't say it. But you will feel the Holy Spirit. And when I say to protect him, he is your best friend. He's been there for you when you weren't even thinking about him. He's the one that teaches you. He's the one that brings everything to your remembrance. He's the one that fills you with wisdom. He's the one that fills you with knowledge. It's his power 
It's his power that moves to heal people. It's his power. It's his power that turns the hearts of man. If there is anyone that you ever talk to this week, next week, the week after that, and you feel like they don't like you, it's like, what's this person's problem? There's a, a verse in Proverbs 21, verse 1, where it says that he turns the heart of a man just like you turn water in your own hand. As, wa- as man turns water in his hand, so does God turn their heart. So when you brush your teeth, <laughs> like you don't do it. Right? Ew, yeah, I hope you're doing it. <laughs> Now you got your spit all around here, right? You turn on the water. You turn on the water. Water comes straight down. It doesn't get your spit. So what do you do? Right? That water just goes right around you, and you push that water anywhere you want it to go, and then you get it all out, and it's like, okay, sweet, boom, ready to go. Just as easy it is for you to turn that water, you say, God, you see what I'm dealing with here, the Holy Spirit turns that heart. All of a sudden, they show up the next day with a bunt cake. (laughs) Weirder things have happened. But you have to protect that presence. Everyone say, I got it. Go to the next point. (laughs) That's all right. We'll get better. The Holy Spirit is territorial. The Holy Spirit is territorial. Here they steal the Holy Spirit. They steal it. They take the ark and they run away with it. They drop it into a camp. All the Philistines, they have the presence of God in an area and they're all sinners, every single one of them. They're all sinners. So here the presence of God is around people who want the presence of God, but they don't want to give up a sinful lifestyle. So they got the presence of God and the sinful lifestyle. You know what that's like? That's like people at a circus when they ride on top of a horse. They got a foot on top of the horse's back over here and another horse, they got a foot over here, and they're riding two horses. You ever see that? Say, I. That's what people try to do. They're riding horses. They got Christianity over here on Sunday, and then Monday through Saturday, they just, I don't know what you think about it, but I'm going to do what I want to do. And they're trying to go like this. They think that it's going in parallel. It's not running in parallel. One horse is going that way, and the other one is going that way. You got to pick which one you're going to ride on. And so if you try to bring the presence of God into a life and hang on to these sacred sins that you don't want to give up when you know in your spirit you need to give it up, your life will become like this hodgepodge of pieces in a puzzle that don't fit. Have you ever tried to take a puzzle piece and ram it in there? like, And you can't get it in? Your whole life becomes like that. Because the presence of God is like, you have to pick me and give up that or give up that. You got to pick. See, the Holy Spirit will keep you from sinning or sin will keep you from the Holy Spirit. Can't have both. 
So these people, they tried to have both. But the Holy Spirit is territorial. Nobody else can be here. He's an alpha male. Everybody in the camp, all of a sudden, everybody got the worst case of hemorrhoids imaginable. Yeah, someone's just like, did he just say hemorrhoids? Yes. The worst case of hemorrhoids, every one of them. Now, here's the thing about hemorrhoids. <laughs> Let's just go there, right? Like, I know, I, 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 I shouldn't, but I am. If I walk up to you and I'm like, hey, how was your day? And you say, you know what? Um, I have the worst headache. I just got, I got a bad headache. Ah, see, you, you're open and honest about things like that. If I say, hey, how are your day? And you're like, you know what? This time of year, every time, the pollen, I've got the worst allergies in the world. Now, <laughs> let's just say you have a bad case of hemorrhoids. And I come up to you and I say, hey, how's your day? You're going to be like, Fine. Right? You're not gonna you're not gonna be like, I'm gonna be honest with you. Can I be honest with you? Have you ever had somebody say, Can I be honest with you? And you're like, no. Don't don't be honest. All of a sudden she said, Look, I'm a, I'm gonna be honest. I, I've got right in this general area, I am on fire right now. I am on fire. Now, if you were to say that to a guy in this, at this season, all of a sudden, the guy looks back and goes, shut up. I am on fire, too. What did you eat last night? I just had chili. What? what? And then you look across and you see somebody who's walking like you've been walking. And you're like, bro, come here, come here, come here, come here. Are, have, have, some of you think I'm making this stuff up. I can't make this up. The Bible is a bestseller. It's, all this stuff is in there. Come on. Dude, I see you walking like I've been walking. I, I, dude, I'm telling you, it is the worst case I've ever had. And then you start realizing everybody has the same case. And you're like, oh, when did this start? Who cooked what? Was it the, was it the uh, you know, was it the, uh, you know, what, what do you call that when, when everybody brings a dish? Potluck. Was it the potluck? Was it, I, I don't know what it was. Like, I think it was when we brought that here. So now they have a decision to make. My life is so uncomfortable. God is messing with my life. I'm trying to do this, and I'm trying to do this, and it just, my whole life is going crazy. Your whole life is going crazy. The marriage is going crazy, the finances, the job, the health, everything, everything is going crazy. And now you're going to give up one or the other. You're either going to jump into this and forget that, or you're going to jump into this and forget that, but you know you got a decision to make. And so you know what they decided to do is like, get that thing out of here. And they send it. It's gone. 
And then they can swim and wallow and all the sin they want. And they feel like they're getting away with it because they're in that Revelation chapter 2, 21 season. Where's the grace and space? Judgment's coming. Now, number three, the Holy Spirit is your guide. So the first thing I said is that the Holy Spirit is powerful but must be protected. Number two, the Holy Spirit is territorial. But the third thing I want you to know is the Holy Spirit is your guide. In John chapter 14, verse 26, it says, But when the Father sends the Advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and remind you of everything I have told you. Everything depends on who you depend on. If you're saying, man, things in my life need to change, things in my family need to change, things in my finances need to change, things in my health need to change, and then you back up and you wake up in the morning, it's all you. It's all you. Everything depends on who you depend on. Whereas at the next house over, you can't see through walls, but the next house over, you got this guy that wakes up, this woman who wakes up, this grandmother who wakes up and says, God, I can't live like this anymore. I can't live like this anymore. I've tried to, it's not working. It's not working. Watch this. Is there anything you want out of my life? Do you want me to stop anything? Do you want me to start anything? Talk to me. You're my best friend. Talk to me. You will feel things come to mind. People will come to your mind that you need to apologize to. You'll think it's the devil, but it's not. (laughs) God, help me. Let me share something with you. This is something that the Holy Spirit will teach you. Um, Why don't you put that graph up there? So when a husband and wife are getting married in a church, uh, both of them, the wife and the husband, are standing in church. They're right here. They're making a pledge before God and man. And so what's their marriage like? right? (laughs) I know, I've got problems. (laughs) Now, hypothetically speaking, either the husband or the wife or both, all of a sudden God is just, they got to make a choice, right? They're uncomfortable, they got to make a choice. So let's say the husband All of a sudden, God is just not as important as it once was. He begins to drift. Now, away from God. He's not saying I'm drifting from my wife. He's saying I'm drifting away from God. It's church. Now, they don't say this out loud. It's the the actions, right? So they drift. Now they become CEO Christians. Christmas and Easter only. Now they look at their relationship and the closeness of their wife, and they're like, man, we used to be so close. What happened? What happened? See, when a husband is up here and a wife is up here, 
Their focus is God, and this is their attitude. What do you want from me? Because I'm here to live for you. I'm here to live for you. I'm not here to live for me. You died for me, and because of that, I'm going to live the rest of my life for you. You're my Savior. You're my King. What do you want me to do? How do you? I'm yours. The focus is God. And the next thing I know, they look next to him, and their husband's right there. So I know what some of you are saying. What happens if there's one person here and there's another person here? Well, we got a problem. The worst thing that can happen is when they get married that way. Different sermon. So the, the wife and the husband have got to pray each other up here and have an honest conversation. The wonderful thing about God and the Holy Spirit is you can feel like God is like the Grand, the grand Canyon is between you two. You're here, God's here, and the Grand Canyon is there. You're here, your husband's here, and the Grand Canyon is here. You're here, your son or daughter is here, and the Grand Canyon is there. You're here... This is where being in debt looks like. This is being debt-free. The Grand Canyon is here. A lot of times it feels like this is so big. There's no way. There's no way to bring it. There's, it's just impossible. You're right and you're wrong. You, nothing's going to happen. You've already did that. It didn't work. Now what are you going to do? Try harder? Well, you tried hard last time. It didn't work. The only way you can bridge that gap is to come back and say, I need you. And I need you to bring my husband closer to you. You can turn a man's heart like you can turn water. Turn his. Turn his. Turn hers. Turn his. Turn hers. I need you to bring it together. The wonderful thing about the Holy Spirit is one sentence. I miss you. One sentence with your husband or wife is the hardest sentence you'll ever get out of your mouth. But if you can get it out of your mouth, your jaw will feel like it's locked. I'm telling you, it's locked. I can't I'll say anything, but I can't say that. You'll feel like it's locked. But if you can get yourself to sit down and look that person in the eye and say, whatever I need to do, I'm willing to do it immediately, lightning speed. Now let's say the husband says it. And then the husband, the wife wants to just, okay, that's great, but I just want you to know. Like they don't want to get one more in. That's a gut check for you. Do you really want this? If you really want it, are you willing to take another hit? You probably deserve it anyway. I got I got wives amen in me down here. See, this is the kind of stuff that the Holy Spirit will whisper to you. He'll whisper, don't even try to get that sale. You could get the sale, but you don't want to be linked up with that person. Let it go. That's what the Holy Spirit does. But this is how I want to close. There's certain areas of your life that when you look at it, it's so 
it, it, it's so helpless looking. It's so helpless looking. Like, it'd have to be the biggest miracle, uh, like, in the world. Because as it is right now, it's just, it's a little bit better than dirt. But I want to say this. Of all the things that God has ever done and have ever created, he made his best out of dirt. So I want you to know this. I'm going to ask the team to sing a song. I don't I just want you to listen to the words and then I'm going to come back up here. Whatever area, whichever area of your life is just barely better than dirt. Today's the day where I believe the Holy Spirit is going to bring life to take a listen to this.
Spirit is in this room right now. Some of you have been praying for months, years, about this particular area of your life. You didn't know that today was going to be the day. You didn't know that today was going to be the day where the Holy Spirit was going to walk right up to you. Right in front of you right now. And today is the day you can feel it. You can feel it. Today is the day. It's a wonderful thing about our God as we show up and we think it's just going to be church as usual and then all of a sudden he steps up into you. He's heard every prayer. He caught every tear in a bottle. Every whisper on your pillow when everybody else was sleeping. He heard it all. And today is the day where he's stepping into you. You can feel it. You can feel his presence. You can feel his presence right here in this room right now. So in a moment, I'm going to ask you to stand up. And this is what I want you to do. I want you to take, with your eyes closed, I want you to take this area of your life. I want you to picture it. I want you to see it. I want you to see it. And with your head up, I want you to just lay it down right, right there on an altar, right before you. I want you to lay it down on an altar. Look at me. Everybody look at me. And then I want you to take your hands off of it say do what you want do what you want because when he is here when his presence is here we don't ask him to do what we want him to do we just say I'm happy you're here thank you for showing up here you go do what you want I love you, do what you want. I love you, do what you want. There's no official dismissal. You can leave whenever you get ready. But the Holy Spirit has come to meet you today. Why don't you stand up on your feet? Worship team, would you lead us?